Hey, um, you know, I was thinking, I, I don't know, I, I's kind of crazy, but. Uh huh. What, what are you thinking? You're, you're so beautiful, and, you know, I'm, I'm not that great of a guy, but you know, maybe well, sometime, maybe sometime you could, you could go out with me. Uh, I don't know. Well, before you answer him, um. I was hoping that I could maybe ask you, I mean, if you just give me a 30 seconds of your time, 20 seconds, I'll, 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 I'll ask you the, um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't work out, but I do okay. lift women's voices. And so I would help to lift your voice if you went on a date with me. I just feel like neither of you could protect me or anything. I don't, This I'm always so happens. The girls always turn me down and I try so hard, but they just don't like me. Oh, Wait, wait, lady, I have one I'll more buy thing you to dinner. Say. Okay. If wait, if you let me buy excuse you dinner. Me, excuse me, ma'am. What's up? Ooh, <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? I don't know. Anything you're doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey. I'll take it. I'll take Theme. two. But he won't. I'll buy you way more stuff. I, please, please. <laughs> I will pay thirty-three cents of every dollar of our dinner bill, so that you're still an empowered, independent woman. But I fix the wage gap. And scene. Wow. Wow. I'm a little <laughs> flustered. All this male attention is really uh, it's really going to my head here. That was that was great. To be honest, that was pretty hard for me to do. Right. You couldn't possibly be a beta male, Will. Well, no, I couldn't possibly compliment you that much. <laughs> Simp that hard. Yeah, I could not possibly do that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Now, the reason we opened with that uh, and why Scott was the alpha in shining armor coming onto this uh, podcast is because there's been a recent article put out called Six Reasons Why Women Are More Attracted to the Beta Male Personality in Today's Day and Age. Now, immediately just reading the headline, I find this very hard to believe. Do you guys have any initial thoughts I'd I'd love to read more. I, I want to know what, <laughs> I I wanna know what the okay, reason. Okay, we well, looked at the article. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like know? I like the shock. I like okay. the shock value. Let's go through the six reasons why women are more attracted to beta males. Now, the first one is beta males are in tune with their emotions. Okay. Why are they in tune with their emotions? You know, they're just more expressive. They don't care about, you know, crying or showing weakness. It's not really a, a big thing for beta males. So they can really express how they're feeling and open up those communicative avenues in a relationship. Means how do you guys you, feel about that? What do you think, Taylor? <laughs> how do I feel about that? Yeah. Don't you mean, don't what do I know about, about that? that? I don't know, Amala. I have trouble expressing my emotions. <laughs> I actually think it's the opposite. I'm going to be honest. I think okay. that... I think that a real masculine man is very comfortable with his emotions and has no problem expressing them. If he has a problem with the world, he's going to come out and say, hey, I have this problem and I want to fix it. You know, the beta male will be in touch with his emotions, but he'll be like, he'll be very feminine about it and won't give any solutions on how to fix the problem. Right. Whereas a masculine male will still, I think, can be just as emotional, but just give solutions. Right. You know, maybe I'm sad about this. Everyone gets sad or anxious or whatever, but I'm going to fix it. I'm going to take control of my life. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not not it's not a beta thing to have emotions, but it's an alpha thing to overcome your emotions or not be like not let your emotions overcome you so that you can focus on what needs to be done and like solving the, the problem or the task at hand, because you've got to be able to set that aside and and fix things and overcome and like find like will was saying find a solution like if you can't be beset by emotions if you're like oh my god i just can't like that's so true that's not just that's not being in touch with your emotions that's just being emotional and neurotic and yeah. that is right 
Yeah, no, beta no. males lack emotional maturity and they show emotions that they should not. Yeah. It's, uh, an alpha male will show the emotions that are necessary to show to get their point across and to communicate properly. Uh, I actually agree with some people who are like, men need to show more emotion. Oh, I, absolutely. I agree with that. I think that men do need to show more emotion, but I think that they need to just be problem solvers with that. You know, don't be like some guy who's like, oh, I never show emotion because I'm just too manly for that. You know, I'm gonna go kill a bear or something. You right. know, it's like, you can show yeah. emotion, just give solutions and be ready to take on the world afterwards. You know? Yeah, I think the worst thing in the world is like a, a man who sits and sulks and cries and you have to come up with solutions for them and like try to help them and they don't listen because they're so into that emotion that they can't even think about processes. It's totally okay for a man to cry and be emotional by all means. Uh, Depending. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Depending on what you cry about. Sure, fine. I'll, I'll say depending on what you cry about, but it's totally fine for a man to cry uh, so long as they know how to handle that emotion. Yeah. Which, same thing goes for a woman. I, I don't. I don't want some uh, erratic woman who's just like screaming and crying all the time either. Well, do you? I don't know where to find I've just that. accepted that as a fact of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better take you that back in that, the next huh? thirty seconds, Taylor. <laughs> no, be a man. Okay, <laughs> next one. Number two, beta males are reliable and trustworthy. Well, if a man can't get anyone else because he's so weak, he'll probably be pretty reliable. <laughs> if no one else wants him, he's probably going to be pretty what's reliable. What's the term for that? Uh, Is it appropriate to say, like, the guys who can't get any other girls, so they're like the, I forget, there's like a Jordan Peterson talks about it. Like hey. an incel? Yeah. Well, an incel is an involuntary celibate. Which yeah, they can't that, get girls. Yeah, well, yeah. Girls you can't get laid. It means you're trying to to copulate, but you can't. Right, right. You know? Like being celibate is like you're choosing not to. That sounds to. pretty beta to me. Yeah, no, an incel is beta. I did this event. I did this event. This was maybe two years ago. I did an event with Jesse Lee Peterson, Brandon Tatum, this leftist destiny guy, and then this guy who was a, an incel. He called himself an incel, so I'm not just saying that. He was an incel, and he's up on stage, and he's like, you know, I'd love to have sex with women and, and get girls, but I'm just too, I, I'm too feminine, too, like, fat and all these kind of things. I think I know and exactly like, who you're talking about. I don't, maybe you do. I don't know. Anyway, he's this bigger guy. He's got long, kind of greasier hair, and I'm like, yo, like, I know you're not the best looking guy in the world. I said this on stage when we were doing this event because we were being asked about incels and stuff. And I was like, I know you're not the best looking guy. That's fine. But you're up on this stage being confident, putting your ideas out there. Women are attracted to that. Like you choosing that saying like, oh, women will never want me. Like I'm too fat and ugly and stuff. It's like you could be up here talking about things and being confident and women will want you. Women will want to be with you because of you doing that. But then you're up on stage talking about how hard it is for you. Like, of course, no woman wants you when you have an attitude like that. Yeah, it's very beta. Yeah. It's very, very beta. Yeah. I mean, the incel thing seems to be more of like an identity that people take on as mm -hmm. opposed to like, a, you know, it, like beta is more of like a descriptor for people who exhibit like anti-masculine behavior. Right, right. They're definitely more in touch with their feminine side, as one would say. Uh Let's see. So, yeah, apparently beta males are more reliable and trustworthy. The reasoning behind this is that apparently alpha males, when things get too uh, emotionally driven, they disappear because of the pressure, because they feel trapped. And beta males do not disappear underneath that pressure. And they will, quote, stay till the end and can be relied upon with life. This is just such a lie, because even the feminists like the hardcore third wave feminists that you see at these rallies, they're all dating like huge macho dudes in biker vests like they don't even like the guys that they're talking about that that they say they're into they don't even like the beta males 
See, no. I, I can somewhat agree with that, but I also see the guys who are famous with younger girls, like the heartthrob guys on TikTok and Instagram. They're all like these very beta, e-boy dancers. Yeah, yeah. Very mm -hmm. feminine men. Very no, effeminate like men. Yeah. Uh, so there has to be some draw towards beta males, and I think it is that they're more in tune with their emotion, and women see them as a safer option, a more, I guess, reliable option, but I think it means more so that they'll put up with the emotional crap that I put them through and they will stay there because they're betas and they will simp for me. Yeah, but there's like, okay, maybe in a vacuum, you're on social media and you <laughs> see one of these TikTok boys right. and you're like, oh, he's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. He's like Biden on his on his necklace in a dance video. Wow, <laughs> that guy's super good looking, right? And wow. but, but if you, if that guy rolled up to you at a bar or like at a function and then some like Chad roll mm -hmm. and then the hot Scott rolls in and you're like, and you're like, okay, in a vacuum, this guy was cute on social media, but in person, you know who I really want, you know? I think that if you put them together and let women choose, just because our culture has gotten that way on social media, they say, oh, we we want this type of weak beta TikTok boy. But in, in like an actual person, I think they would choose the, the alpha male. Yeah, I think when push comes to shove, women go for alpha males. Even even without them actually knowing, it's just an instinctual thing. It's biological. Yeah, yeah. You know? absolutely. I mean, why would you, if, if you don't feel like the man can protect your young, this is with literally any animal in the animal kingdom. This is why you choose your mate. I mean, unless it's a matriarchal society like hyenas or praying mantises or something. But mm -hmm. anyway, if, if it's a, if it's a patriarchal society, not patriarchal, but it's a, where the, the, the men protect the herd or protect the, the group of animals, then the woman, the females are looking for the strongest animal to protect them. And you can see this in many different types of animals, like baboons specifically. Like you can tell a male baboon versus a female baboon just if you had their skeletons, because the, 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 the man is made to be larger and more imposing to be able to protect the young of that species, you know? So it's like they're, they're made to be that alpha character. Yeah, oh. absolutely. But apparently women don't want that. Here's no, reason number don't. three. <laughs> Beta males are not competitive and they don't feel threatened. Nobody likes someone who's not competitive. I, I say that I as agree. like the most competitive person. Yes. No one likes, if you're playing a game, if we're playing darts and you decide, <laughs> and you're a man and I'm playing and I want to try and you say, I don't really want to play. I hate you. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I like, I oh find my no, God. I, but, strong. No, but it's like, you know, why are you going to sit there and not play the game? Like play the game with me. No. Yeah. And we're, let me beat you. We're yeah. like the three worst people to talk about this subject matter because we are very competitive when it comes to all games that we play together. Yeah. But like as a, as a man, like mm -hmm. you need to like have some sort of competitive drive. Like you do, you know, because just being like, let's just be, let's just play catch. Let's just be friends. You know, like that, it, 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 what it is, is like, it's avoiding competition out of like fear of being shown to be less competent right. than the other people. You have no confidence in yourself. So you're not even willing, but like not even being willing to try mm -hmm. is super beta. Like it's okay to compete and lose. Like that, that's how you get better. Yeah. And then you find people who are at, are at the same level as you and compete against them. And then you, you know, work your way up. And that's, that's the whole, you know, the, the last point was basically about how men compete with each other for, uh, you know, like Jordan Peterson talks about Eights. competence hierarchy mm -hmm. and, and women choose the guys who are at the top of the competence hierarchy. That's what it means to be an alpha essentially is that you've outcompeted the other, the other men in across the set of behaviors or, or metrics that you have to be at the top of. And um, if, you know, by, by knocking yourself out of the competition from the get go, you're literally just like, Oh, well, this game's not fair, so I'm not going to play it. And it, that's, it's just weak sauce. And it the, is. yeah, it's you, you prove yourself competent by competing. I like women who are, who are, who like to compete too. 
Yeah. I find mm-hmm. that more fun too. Like if you're going and you're playing games with someone, the girl's like, ha ha ha, why don't you let me win? I'm like, all right, then I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> I'm like, I will dominate this game. Like I, no, no, for sure. I mean, that's I, like, I that's like playing against a little kid. There, like there's no, but I'm saying I wouldn't play with a woman who's like, oh, I'm going to let you win. Because that's right. no fun. No, it's not fun at all. I want to play with someone who wants to compete. I think equally you know? men and women well, want competitive partners. Even if you win or you lose, like it doesn't matter. A, a woman will not see you as less attractive if you compete and you lose. Just the the act of being competitive and putting yourself in that space is, is attractive. So, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how much you lose. Fair. I'm, no, yeah. I don't but, know, though. Uh, it's like... Go ahead. It goes across the board thing. It's like a lot of guys won't dance, but if a guy gets in front of me and he dances and he can't dance for the life of him, it's still very attractive that he went out there and he did it. And that's part of the whole competition and not feeling threatened by other people. Wow. Is that Will doing the worm? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy. That's exactly right. It's w- exactly Will did right. the worm. It was a showstopper at, the, at my Taylor's wedding. wedding. Yeah. yeah. That was I, very it true. was actually good though. It wasn't like a no, bad worm. No, it was worm. a good worm. And no, you complained about good. your knees for like the next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not <laughs> My knees were sore. <laughs> From the worm. Reason number four. Beta males are quiet yet confident. No, they're not. No, no they're, not. they're not. They're, they're just quiet. Yeah, they're just quiet. Yeah, this one says they may be introverts, but they're interesting to the core. And once they dabble in conversation, they're quite confident in how they carry it forward. They don't hide their insecurities behind a garb of arrogance like alpha males do. And they're quite comfortable in their skin. In fact, they don't even need lessons on approaching women. Women approach them naturally because they attract women with their confident demeanor. Is that the life of Pi guy? The guy from Life of Pi? He's in in Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, it's the Why are they yeah. saying he's a beta like male? A, I never thought he, he was like a. It's just a stock photo. No, it's just okay. a stock well, the, photo. Okay. But These also, all... but the stock photo on this one, like, look at this drink. That is a beta male drink. You <laughs> it's don't, just like coconut. Yeah, you don't drink out of oh a coconut. Look, they're on some like. Okay, Mr. Strawberry Margarita. Well, look, they're on some like farm. They're drinking out of a coconut. That means you have to specifically go out of your way to ask for that. <laughs> All right, but okay, but on the, on the point of the quiet. I don't even remember what it was that you were saying. Beta males are quiet and confident. It's so not no, true. Not. You can think, be quiet and not be a beta male. Like, oh, absolutely. Always, yeah, quiet but confident is a thing, but the, the, beta, strong... the beta version of that is like, it's again, it's like, I'm not going to play the game because I don't want to be proven wrong. It's like, I'm not going to say anything or put myself out there in the hopes that somebody mistakes this for confidence. You know, it's yeah. like, I am too, into, I, I lack the confidence to actually speak up. So I'm just going to pretend like I'm confident by being quiet. And that's a false, you know, that's a false confidence. And that's beta. Yeah. It says like they're introverts until they dabble in conversation, essentially saying they're not going to come up and talk to you unless you go and talk to them. And once you start the conversation, then maybe they'll talk to you. It's like, nobody wants wants that out of a man even if you're the strong and silent type you're still an alpha it's mm-hmm. just not the same so not what are you the drinking same. there coconut milk <laughs> you're telling me that guy's an alpha get your coconut out of here this normalization of effeminate men is just very strange and it's very interesting that again just women don't really want it like even the women who write these kind of things don't want it yeah, but you got to think, even if they go for the alpha male then and they have sons, they're going to teach their sons to be these more effeminate men. Right. They're not going to teach their sons to be alpha. So just inherently, generation by generation, men are going to become softer and more feminine. Not if the women don't choose them and choose the alphas. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Exactly. You, you just hope, Natural though. selection. Here's the next one. Number five, beta males are respectful. My lady. And this is in reference to the Me Too movement and that they understand what women go through and they're polite and respectful about that. Tip my fedora for that one. 
Um, Amma, do I have your permission to uh, make a statement now? Yes, you may. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I had consent before I <laughs> opened my mouth. <laughs> and it's amazing because women don't want that either. They don't want that. No, I can't think of a single woman who, who wants you to be like, excuse me, miss. May I please hold your hand? May I please get a kiss? <laughs> like, no. It's like, just kiss him. Just kiss him. <laughs> just do it. Put that on no. a t-shirt. Just Gavin kiss McInnes had this hilarious, oh man, he was talking with this, this was like an older video, if you guys have ever seen this interview, that Gavin McInnes did with this. He was in New York City, and he had his show, and then he found this like feminist lady on the street, and he's like, hey, why don't you come in on my show and just talk to me? Mm-hmm. So he brings him on the show, and they're doing this whole thing about, basically this exact thing about, you know, all of that. And it's it's a great watch if you guys haven't seen it. Gavin McInnes interviewing this feminist lady in New York. But just for more, for, for more on <laughs> for this For more topic. beta male research. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just making, making alpha male s- synonymous with being disrespectful or overly aggressive is completely wrong. Uh, to be an alpha is to know about those tendencies and to handle them properly. And you're still respectful to women. You don't disrespect women. You can just read them better than a beta male can. And you see those signs without having to be like, can I please kiss you, please? It's please. Like, yeah, you don't. Yeah. You know Read the room. You know perfect example of masculinity? Who? Aragorn from oh, Lord gosh. of the Rings. No, he really is. Okay? Uh. Aragorn, Aragorn is not cruel. <laughs> he's not cruel. And he's a hero when he needs to be. And he has a woman who he is faithful to and sweet to and nice to. And he treats her like a queen. And he's like the perfect definition of what a masculine man should be. He's yep. not doing things for vanity. He's doing that for the greater, like like all of Middle Earth and for, for all the people, you know? He's a hero. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Amen. Yeah, an alpha male is going to balance his, you know, masculinity while also being respectful. I don't get where the idea that comes that alpha males are not respectful. And I think it just comes from this whole Chad type, this Chad archetype, that men are just taking what they want and they don't care what a woman has to say and they just steamroll you. But no, a, a real alpha is not like that at all. Yeah, Here's, like you said, they have, they read, they they have a read on women and know like where, right. where those lines are right. in, intuitively and know, you know, it, you can totally tell when someone's being like uh, a douche for lack of a exactly. better word and exactly. just macking on women and has no, you can tell when a guy has no respect for women mm-hmm. right. and how they behave in, in those settings. But you can tell when someone's like got a lot of masculine energy and is very charming and very like, you know, is not doing the simpy thing. Like, can I get, have a consent to hold your hand? Right. It's very, and like, and again, like we respect is great. Like, um, my wife loves it when we go on a date and I'll, I'll open the door for her on a car, you know, and like those things I don't, I think should still be a thing. Um, but at the same time, she doesn't want me to ask her permission to hold her hand. You know, yeah. you got to find Give a balance there. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that She prefers hand. it when you're more aggressive and that type of stuff. Yeah, so. right. just please learn yeah. to no, read body language. I think this article is is perverting what like alpha masculine energy really it is. is. Because it's not giving, it's, it's, it's making arguments off of a false premise in the first place. Saying that these things that beta males are, are actually good when in reality these are the things that masculine men are mm-hmm. and they're, they're conflating beta males with alpha males in this article so they're not really making good faith arguments in the things they're saying no not at all not at all and here's the last one beta males make the best fathers they're the best role models for children growing up they False. make excellent fathers and husbands they're everything that a woman looks for in a husband it's wicked trick false. you see in false. This is like the Disney caricature of a, of a father. You know like how on all TV shows dads are always idiots that are betas? Yeah. Like that's like they'll make a great father. They'll be like the one who's, you know, like they say the, the woman's the neck and controls the head of the household or whatever. Right. Like they'll be the one who, you know, lets the woman control everything and walk all over them like we depict on television. It'll be the idiot oaf of a father. Um, 
you know, that's what the idealized version of a father is in the, according to this Yeah, article. the Cleveland Brown. The Cleveland Brown. That's how Later. people... <laughs> Where I, the wife just walks all over him. I was watching this video the other day, and I hate to bring this up again, but it was about Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and, <laughs> and how Game of Thrones will not be an everlasting series in our lexicon because it's really like this postmodern type of amalgamation of like all these different postmodern ideas. Like all the fathers are bad. The men aren't really masculine. Whoa, like whoa, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jon Snow. I don't, I don't want it. John Snow I don't want it. Um, is masculine. No, he's one of the more masculine characters, kind of. Not towards the end, but regardless, what I'm trying to say is that like the stuff in in like Lord of the Rings is like very masculine, good figures of like there is no postmodern agenda in that, you know. Whereas lots of literature and stuff like Taylor's talking about with TV shows try to paint men as these horrible people and as these 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 oafs or that they're not good to their children all the time, and it's like. You kind of expect them to to have this idea of what men are. If every single thing in literature and in movies and everything paints men in this horrible light, yeah. What this whole article makes me it honestly reminds me of like how we we talk about all these stories all the time about um, teachers indoctrinating kids with critical race theory, with gender theory and stuff. This is just echoes to me the same like it's ideology. It's not people aren't really like this. Men are masculine, women are feminine, women and want masculine men. But when you when you have this whole ideology, this closed system of thinking that you have to like teach and educate people to like, oh, this is what you should expect. You should men should be more feminized. Women should be more masculine. And it's like there it's an ideology that you're having to train people to and it's it, right. in order to reject the natural order of things. Yeah, you really have to go against your better senses to fall for this narrative and to think and I everyone knows be it's a common sense tells you it that is. this is nonsense right right and even yeah even like will said women do not stand by these uh these tenants at all my roommate and i so we watched this show and it just came out because one of our favorite comedians hosted it. it's called f boy island and it's on hbo max and it's welcome to f boy island welcome to f boy island come to the villa and they put these women in a situation and it's actually just a really interesting thing to watch they put these women in a situation of three women they're at this villa and 24 guys are there 12 of them are self-identified nice guys so the beta males and the other 12 of them are the f boys or the alpha they just have more alpha tendencies nearly every single woman picked an f boy by the end of the show even though they came there and said well i'm looking for love and i really want a nice guy who's going to treat me right and blah 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 and they they themselves were even aware of it they would have inner monologues where they say well i know this guy's going to treat me better and he's going to be here long term and he's going to be here reliable but i want this other guy and consistently they pick the other guy but this guy's got abs <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got all good looking guys just one was beta and the other was an F boy. Nice guys finish last. This guy's got a tattoo of a golf club running down his right <laughs> arm. So he's alpha. got the Polo Ralph Lauren logo on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like kind of the women's fault too. I mean, I, I know what show fault. you're talking about. And those women aren't fault. like the most capable, intelligent. women No, to but make they're these standard but women. The they're time, standard women. Yeah, but at the same time, no, should they pick the beta guys? Is that really a better? I mean, it's like to me, that's a lose lose. Like you want. It's like Jordan Peterson has a thing where he talks about you should be a monster, mm -hmm. but to men. But that you should also control that, and like that's like the the story of of uh, Beauty and the Beast is so attractive to girls because it's the story of a man who's extremely powerful and wealthy and everything, and an untamable beast who is actually tamed. And it's like you, as a man, you should be powerful. You should have, uh, you should have strength. But that what what is attractive is when you can keep that un, in control and you use it for good. Absolutely right. You find the beast attractive, like the actual character itself. Yeah. I mean, no. When he turns into the prince, I'm like, 
That yeah, was not a cute. He was not a cute boy. No. Yeah, no, I was expecting better on the animation on there. You know how everybody has like their cartoon crush. Not one of them. No, I'm I crush on Gaston. Oh, really? <laughs> he's the real You're like, unsung hero Gaston. of the Gaston story. Gaston was still gross though. He's like an alpha, but he was gross. No, anyway, I don't remember. Talks like Gaston. I don't know what his little sidekick's name is, but we're gonna move on. Uh, so two two. Self-proclaimed alpha males had a conversation today on a radio show, and that's Dennis and Will. Let's watch a little wow, clip of that. Well, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I have Will Witt in studio. Will Witt is a, a national star. It is very common for people to say to me when they see me at an airport or restaurant or anywhere else. So uh, if you see Will Witt, tell him I love him. And by the way, it's not just young people. Look at my face when he says I know. he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like blushing. I know. I'm like, oh, Dennis. Aww. All right. I think that's enough of this video. Watch it <laughs> yeah. That's all I wanted to show you. I just Dennis want to hear Berger Dennis. <laughs> How old are you, Will? 25. Obviously, you have a huge following among young people, but it's not just young people, but it's not that hard. Yes, exactly. You're, you're a big hit Is at PragerU, and we're, we're delighted, obviously, by your success. Thank you. And he has now written, it's coming out tomorrow, Will Witt has written How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. It is a great title, by the way. Thank you. Did you come up with it? We kind of, my agent and I kind of came up to it together. She kind of had a similar idea, and then we fine-tuned it. Taking on Liberal Arguments with Logic and Humor by Will Witt. It is, uh, it is out tomorrow. Obviously, you can order it now. So what did you try to do with this book? Well, I mean, most of the people who are listening right now have probably seen my videos on PragerU, going around campus, talking to people, and I've been able to change literally thousands of minds, talking to thousands of That's people. That's right, you have. And so essentially what I wanted to do with this book is, is there's a lot of conservative books that I feel just kind of give, here's what's wrong with America. I wanted to give people the actual tools and say, hey, here's the questions, persuasion, tactics, and facts that you can actually use when talking to people to change their minds, things that I have actually been successful with. Well, you have been successful, and I love watching you with uh, college students, for example. So what, g give an example of something you now know that you didn't know when you began that's effective. Well, I think the most important thing is that I'm not actually the one changing their mind. I think this is something that people have to come to realize, that they shouldn't be so vain when they're coming into conversations, that it's not always going to be you changing their mind, it's them changing their own mind and doing research afterwards because they can't actually answer the questions that you give them. So they have to be able to come to that realization and say, hey, I couldn't answer this guy's question when he came up to me on campus, maybe I should do some more research, maybe the things that I was holding on to aren't actually true. I think that's terrific. However, we both know that a lot of people will hear you and not be affected. And right. it's true for me. Uh, right. uh, uh, I, if I'm batting 500, I'm doing well. So how do you account, and I'm not sure there's an answer, for why person A is affected and B isn't? I think it goes down into, I'm a big fan of Nietzsche, and Nietzsche talks about, you know, God is dead and everything like that, and that, but that if when Christianity and Judeo-Christian values die in the West, people will need a new form of religion, and so that religion is leftism. And so through leftism, people have turned that into, hey, this isn't about economics or, you know, my political beliefs, this is my religion, this is my moral doctrine. And so there's, it's harder to change people's minds on things when it is their entire moral philosophy. It's like having a, a, a Christian convert. Beautiful. Good job, Will. Thank you. Dennis is, you know, I love him too. If, if there's one thing that you guys should know, 
said, I love Dennis. That's what you guys should all know. And my book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, this book comes out tomorrow, okay? Taking on liberal arguments with logic and humor. I want to teach you guys how to do a lot of the stuff that I do, okay? I'm not perfect in any means, but I think that I've done enough to say I can confidently give you guys the strategies. I've done this for four or five years, going out and talking to people and changing minds, okay? So the, the, the link for you guys to pre-order... Today's the last day of pre-order is in the description of this video right now. And then tomorrow on Amazon, you're going to be able to get a Kindle copy, a digital copy, or an audiobook. And the audiobook is also read by yours truly. So you get to hear my voice even more than you already do listening to this show. But you can pre-order the book, guys. We are getting very close, what it seems, to New York Times bestseller list. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. You know, this is my first book. I'm 25 years old. I started writing this when I was 23 years old. So, you know, this is, this is a really big deal for me. And so putting this out, you know, it's not just about selling the book or anything like that. I really want you guys to have the information and values that are within here. So go down to the link in the description, order the book, trying to hit number one on Amazon. Tell your friends about it. If you already got a copy, get one for your mom or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or, you know, for whoever else that is special to you in your life or get it for someone who you know who's on the left and maybe needs a different type of read. So I'd really appreciate it, guys, and it'll be a great read for you and makes a great gift. Yeah, Thanks, guys. it's going to help you battle leftist propaganda, and that leads us right into our next story because there's just so much propaganda, especially on the the cesspool that is Twitter. Now, here's what's happened with the immigration surge that we talked about recently. Now, the mainstream media is putting out this story. Border Patrol agents on horseback cracking whips and charging into crowds of Haitian asylum seekers in Texas, shouting at them to go back to Mexico. Now, we've got pictures here of these migrants and these Border Patrol officers on horseback, but it turns out this is not 100% accurate. Cracking whips, question mark? That's what I thought when I saw that headline. Uh, and it turns out they don't have whips. It was simply the reins of their horses. But... I, yeah, I mean, I was looking at Twitter this morning and I saw Border Patrol trending like number two or three. And I was right. like, wow, that's actually getting some attention. The mainstream mm -hmm. media has been burying and ignoring this crisis for months now, um, especially this Haitian surge that we've had in the last week. That's been Queen of Police swept under the rug. I can't believe it's finally getting attention and trending number two on Twitter. Turns out the only reason Border Patrol was trending on Twitter was because of one photo that this irresponsible blue check person of spreading misinformation right. mischaracterized and put out a false narrative around it so good job blue check twitter yeah so here's what the actual story is the actual story is the media did not want to touch on the immigration surge that's currently happening right now we're at nearly what fifteen thousand uh haitian asylum seekers that are coming up to our u.s mexican border because we have suspended deportation flights to haiti which although i now think those are going to start happening again after this recent surge at our border so these illegal immigrants are showing up at our border. Of course, Border Patrol has to respond to this. But guess what? The media didn't want to talk about the surge. The media didn't want it getting out. It wasn't until we had some journalists who actually got footage of the migrants underneath the bridges in Texas, in the processing centers at Texas, that this got out and people started talking about it. But oh no, the mainstream media can't have the actual true narrative coming out that we are getting a, a horrible surge in illegal immigration that is going to hurt this country. No, once that story gets out, we have to cover it up. And how do we cover it up? We cover it up by saying that our Border Patrol agents are cracking whips on migrants that are trying to seek asylum in this country. That's how we cover it up, with propaganda. It reminds me of like, you know, the, the way we always see these, um, anything, anytime there's a confrontation with the police that can be taken out of context in the, with 
uh, violent crime or whatever, you see the mainstream media runs with a narrative of something, or even like the race hoaxes with the Jesse Smollett stuff. Mm -hmm. You just blanket wall-to-wall coverage, number one trend on social media. Oh my God, this crazy racist thing happened. You know, Bubba, whatever, found a noose in his racing garage. Yeah, yeah. And they just run with the one out of context thing that supports a narrative. When if you just look at facts on the ground, it's like, how, why don't we look at the surging murder rates in, in the cities in America and like solve the actual problems that are happening? Um, that's exactly the same thing that's happening here. Like this huge crisis is happening for, for weeks and especially in the last week, these, this massive surge of immigrants, 12, 15,000, however many it is. Um, and the story is not the story. The story is here's a, a out of context picture of a, of a Border Patrol agent doing his job, riding a right. horse, um, effective transport um, in that t- type of terrain. And the headline should be, uh, law enforcement officer enforces law, tells criminals to stop committing crime. Exactly. That's an accurate headline. Exactly. What, what they've done here is totally misconstrued it in order to generate outrage, which shocker. Well, man, many people of the mainstream media forget the word illegal in front of immigration. They, mm-hmm. they forget to, to include that, and they think that this is all just fine and dandy and that we can just let whoever we want into this country. But again, that's the main mainstream media's goal. The mainstream media wants to let in as many people as possible. That's their end goal. And I was talking about this on this radio show I was doing this morning. Um, not Dennis's show, different show. And it was like, I hate that that mistrust of the media is a conservative talking point. And I mean that as like, I don't get why people on the left aren't just as mistrustful of mainstream media as well. Mm-hmm. They should have this same sort of a viewpoint on what the mainstream media represents because you even have sometimes conservative media misrepresent the left and have these straw mans about the left. So it's like, why can't we all come to an understanding and say, hey, look, mainstream media has special interests that are backing it that says we want you to report on this like Vox putting out articles that say BlackRock isn't that bad of a thing. And then they have BlackRock on their board or the Atlantic putting out stuff about the uh, What's it called? The same thing about about the the Chinese stuff and Afghanistan being mm-hmm. our fault when they're funded by, uh, you know, military contractors and things. So it's like all of these mainstream media outlets are funded by people who only seek to push an agenda that will make them money. Okay, the New York Times is owned by BlackRock as well. All these different companies. So the distrust of the mainstream media should be an American freedom-loving value, not a conservative talking point where we yell like Trump and just say fake news, fake news. There is a time for that, but but really we need to convince people that everyone should have distrust for the mainstream media because it is destroying this country. It has destroyed this country. It's very true. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to react to a video uh, by an interview of Yuri Bezmenov, who was a KGB defector, where he talks about how propaganda infiltrates a society and how it doesn't matter how many facts you get, how, how many times you debunk what the media says. Once you've established that ideological subversion, it, subversion, it will continue. It's going to continue. So, yeah, we should on all sides be against the media because they are lying to us. They are just bold faced lies right in front of our faces. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. But hopefully maybe some leftists are watching this show right now. Well, they are, but they're trolling in the comments. <laughs> but we need you to listen. We need you to actually listen. We are not mainstream media. We are alternative media. Yes, we are. We are based stream media. We are like rebel news. I don't know. <laughs> We are rebels and we are news. Yes, exactly. But we aren't rebel news. No, that's that's very true. Now we're going to get into our final segment of today. And that is, well, actually, we have memes today as well. But our Monday segment is typically Dear Will and Amla. You guys submitted advice questions that you had for us through our Instagram. You can follow us at the Amla Benobi, at the Will Wit, 
at Taylor Trandall. And every day we'll, we'll sort of ask for your submissions on this show and you have a chance to be featured. So go follow us on there. Now, here's number one. Dear Will and Amala from Laura Duncan. She says, should a girl make the first move in a dating relationship? And if so, how should she do it? Yes, you should always make the first move. <laughs> kiss him. <laughs> Just kiss him. No. Okay. Make well, it easy on the betas. Make the first move. I want you yeah. guys, yeah, I want you guys to answer this first, because what is your genuine opinion on a girl making the first move on you? Move is kind of a arbitrary term. What do you That's mean? It's not clearly defined. Okay. Because the girl could be, you know, flirting and dropping signs and signals. I mean, And like, that's, like, cool. You know, I'm, like, all for that. Like, the girl wants to say, like, oh, you're hot and, like, yeah. I mean, like, the what are you doing Friday night or the going in for the kiss is what I'm talking about. What no. is not, the feel? Not particularly. No. That's the move. That's what I mean by move. No. Okay. Yeah, probably not. Okay. No, the man should do that. The man yeah, should generally, yeah, man should initiate and stuff. But if you're in one of those weird situations where it's like, well, he's dropping me hints all the time and we're, like, close mm -hmm. and he flirts with me and all this stuff, then at that point it's like you got to, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't think you need to like ask him out, but you need to either like go date another guy or something or like make it you know do something to get his attention. Date um, another guy right in his face. Yeah, exactly. Date something him like even that. harder. Date him even harder. <laughs> okay, let's just say she's giving so she's giving the signs to this guy. He's just not picking up on them. You you just think she moves on. She doesn't even he try to make him. Doesn't a move. like you. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Or he's weak, or he's too unconfident. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and if you don't want him anyway. There you go, Laura. You don't want him anyway. Don't yeah. you want a guy that when you see him, you just know that he's into you? Yeah. Probably. Leave him like his last girlfriend did and ditch him to the curb, okay? <laughs> wow. not the guy you want. Wow, that's a really strong answer there from Will Witt. Next one. Dear Will and Amala, if you could give your teenage self any financial advice, what would it be? And this is from Glenn Vans o Osdale? Vanisdale? Any financial advice? Well, seeing as how I didn't have any money, <laughs> <laughs> I would say get money. Okay. Just like get a job. Well, you were no, working. I, you worked I at a worked pizza the place. Whole time. And... I, no, I, I, I constantly worked. I right. worked as a lifeguard, as a, a kids camp counselor. I worked at a pizza shop. I worked at a landscaping company. I was a nanny. I was a dog sitter. Right. I mean, I did so many different things working Me to make too. money. So I would always, you know, make money to have money. But, you know, I spent it all. So, okay. you know, on gas and food and stuff. Fair enough. I would definitely tell myself to save more, but I was in the situation where I well, was. Well, you're still a teenager, so. Yeah. Well, first of all, well, What's I, your advice I'm right not now? Yeah. still a teenager. Would you go back a week and give yourself some advice? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you guys. Uh, I So I moved out when I was young. Uh, so all the money that I got from work was basically going towards rent and just making myself sufficient and living on my own. What do you as young? I moved out at 17. Okay. So yeah, I, I consider that young. That yeah. Is young. Yeah. So I moved out at 17, had my own apartment, was paying for that. I, I worked a, a few different jobs before I was 17. I worked at a pizza place. Then I worked for the left, obviously. And then I was doing like singing gigs at different restaurants and things like that. So most of my money went towards, you know, keeping myself uh, sheltered. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that's good. I, I wasted a ton of money. <laughs> I, mean, I would just spend it on clothes or whatever, you know, without with reckless abandon. Fair and enough. didn't really care about saving it whatsoever. But I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest, the amount of money that I made in high school, like let's say I never went and bought clothes in high school and I saved all of that money. I mean, I would have like, I don't know, 
500 to a thousand extra bucks right now like it's not like anything at the time that amount of money is a lot because you don't have any money right and now i'm very good with money but before then i was very bad with money it's like that money that you spent during high school it's like live a little bit i don't know it's I, i'm not like the biggest one where it's like oh you're in high school and you know you don't need to just save all your money have fun do 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 things that are going to make your life enjoyable for you and and you know but learn those you can learn those skills and be responsible right but also like it's really not that much money in the grand scheme of things if you're working some minimum wage job twice a week. Like, I mean, the important, yeah. the important thing is that you're working, right. first of right. all. And then, like, if you have the luxury of not having to pay rent or, you know, a bunch of expenses, which you shouldn't have too many expenses if you're a teenager, right. then, yeah, I would say live a little, have fun, enjoy the rewards of your work. That's fine. But also, like, if you want to be wise and play the game more intelligently, like... Save open a Roth IRA. Right, right. <laughs> I wish somebody told me to do that when I was younger. Um, start adding- People did tell me that, but I just didn't listen. Add like, try to set a goal to add like 50 bucks a month to an investing account. Also, download Robinhood and put like 50 bucks in and see if you can make that, turn that into a hundred. Um, right. There's all kinds of cool discords out there now where you can just get people stock picks and learn about trading, whether it's swing trading, day trading, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. and it's, a, if you're going to have no, like I I follow a couple guys on Twitter who are 21 year old millionaire, 25-year-old millionaire because they got a hold of a Robinhood account or, you know, they've been started trading and just did that as a hobby. And I mean, don't trade money that you need, but, uh, right. you know, that's better than, you know, beer money every weekend or whatever. Like, yeah. So yeah. I, I, the but times I, you're going and having with your friends, fun having beer money is like, <laughs> I mean, that's better than yeah. losing 50 bucks on Robinhood. When your stock it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that you save a lot or that you invest a lot. It matters that you put yourself in the habit of doing it. So if, even if that's yeah, like, I have exactly. five extra dollars a month, just five extra dollars. Yeah. And I, I put that into savings or I put that into an investment account. That's great. And just put yourself in the habit of that. So when you are actually making money, you can do it without really thinking about totally. it. Another thing that I did is that my bank offered, like when you go and make debit purchases, the change on that debit purchase, yep. if I if I spent five ninety five, that five cents to make it six dollars rounds up and that five cents goes to my savings account. And that's a good there's another, rhythm to get into. There's an app I got too that does a similar thing called Acorns mm -hmm. and that it will round up your credit card or whatever that you put your um, expenses on um, and it'll take the the rounded dollar or I have it on auto withdraw. I think it's been withdrawing like 20 bucks a month from my account for like a few years now and it puts it in um, um, and some kind of ETF or uh, like a mutual index, fund. Mutual fund. Right. And so, and you can pick how aggressive you want to be and stuff. So there's tons of stuff like that, but it's important to like learn, uh, learn about that. And then I'm, you know, this is a, might be a hot take, but I would say get a credit card when you can and pay oh, off I'm every month. I'm very opposite. I'm like, very opposite. I, I don't but have one, so. I have my card? take on this is like from the standpoint Jeez. of use the system your advantage to build credit because like you can have a very high credit score if you start a, if the sooner you open it, the longer life of credit you have, then you'll have a better chance of having a better credit score. Uh, assuming that you can have the discipline to pay off your bill every month and not spend money you don't have. It never, I don't, I do not understand how people get credit cards and then just take that as a license to spend money that you do not have. Do right. not spend money you do not have. Do, right. This is money coming out of your checking account every single month it's just that's you're why putting it's all a, you're building that's up that's why it's a scam because yeah. they do it to get people to spend money that yeah. they don't have don't get a credit card when you're young no way i am totally against you're anti-credit card when you're said. young you should be buying things that you know. have the money for and i should even take this advice i think Dave everyone Ramsey needs to take this here. advice well seriously like you shouldn't be if, if you're a kid with a credit card like you're you're gonna overspend there is no doubt because you're a stupid kid for the most part most 90% of kids, 90% of kids will <laughs> overspend on their credit card and 
and be in debt. I think that's a You miss. don't want to be that. And you, you don't need it. Like you, you, you should have some have, discipline. You have to understand what credit is before you get some reality. discipline, but they're not going to. Well, they're that's teenage stupid. kids. Of mm-hmm. course it's stupid, but they're teenage kids. What are you going to do? I, there's no way that I, when would I was 18, ever I was that terrified of spending money I don't have. Yeah. Because well, I had kids that. Are very dumb. Okay. Well, and with, like, so if you're dumb, don't get a credit card. <laughs> yes. Well, that's most people. And Smart that, people should get credit. This cards. is why we don't want Discipline kids to vote because have. they're 16. They <laughs> yeah. don't know anything. Right. You don't want those people to vote because they're not good at these kind of things. They're irresponsible at that age. Mm-hmm. You need to learn responsibility. But getting a credit card, is, in my opinion, is not the way you should be buying things that you have the money for at that age. For sure. Next question. Wow, that was, you guys had a lot to say on that one. I was yeah. expecting What's your that. mortgage rate, Will? <laughs> Let me tell you. Next one. Dear Will and Amla, it is homecoming season. This one asks, this is Piper Lee 341. How should I ask a boy to dance with me at homecoming if he doesn't ask me? This is another one with this whole beta male situation that girls are going through right now. <laughs> Don't ask me. You shouldn't have to do this, Piper. Ask uh, him if he knows the worm. <laughs> And then have him do the worm for you. No, but obviously it's very simple. If you want to dance with a guy and he's not asking you, if he seems nervous, just ask him if he wants to dance. You can do that during a slow song. You can do that during a, a faster song, like a like a hip hop song or something. If you want to be a little less, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, if you come with friends, ask, have your friend group, ask his friend group. There's There's so many different ways to do this, but he should be coming to you. When the Nicki Minaj song comes on, you know what time it right. is. Right. When Super Bass comes on, <laughs> you know exactly what to do. You go find... Your, body, your, your, your mind won't matter because your body's going to tell right, you what to do. Right, right. So All you right. go find Jason and you Wait, ask him to dance, so Piper. So people go to homecoming like without dates? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I never had a date to homecoming. Wow. There you go. Wow. So... So Amal's got all the advice. I... <laughs> And I Just hang out by that punch bowl. And <laughs> yeah. Wonder if someone will ask me. <laughs> yeah. But um, how do you yeah. avoid the nerds asking you to dance? Or is it okay if they do? They don't. They don't. Nobody you just gotta asks. use. You gotta use the line from V for Vendetta. It's uh. Oh, what is the line? <laughs> what is the line? <laughs> it's, uh, when, I love when, that movie, and I don't remember no, the when, line. When V asks Eve, when V asks uh, Eve to dance. And he says, a revolution without dancing is a revolution not worth having at all. Yeah, that's good. I use that. But and also, you're, you're in. I don't know. She'll totally dance with you. you at the Marxist <laughs> depends uh, on the club girl. dance, <laughs> no, maybe. Come on. No. It doesn't matter. You're it in high school. depends on the girl. They'll be blown away by that. They probably will be. Yeah, yeah that's pretty strong. Yeah. That's, I've never used it, but I'm sure it would be great. You should use that. It's pretty good. But yeah, if he doesn't ask you, just go up, pick pick a proper song for the mood you're trying to set and ask him. Mm-hmm. And put yeah. on your Guy Fox mask. And exactly. Just be him. extra spooky. Mm-hmm. It's almost Halloween. <laughs> Next one. Dear Will and Amala, my girlfriend has what she calls a work husband. What do I do about this? Have you guys Find heard about him. this phenomenon of work husbands and work wives? I know. Well, Taylor's I, my work husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's Scott, true. well, I've been cheating on you with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've been cheating on you with Scott, too. This is crazy. Now, explain so, the work husband thing. I have a vague okay. idea of what it is, but... It's actually a recent phenomenon, but it's women that go to work and they have guys or vice versa, guys that go to work and have girls that they work with that they treat as sort of like a work husband. So like when they're together at work, they they flirt with each other, they eat lunch together. They're very much Jim and Pam. It's basically Jim and Pam before they were in an actual relationship. That is your work husband. When she was emotionally cheating on him. Exactly. Exactly. So my Mm. girlfriend has a work husband. What do I do about this? Find him. Find the husband. Find, find the work, the work husband. husband. Oh, is this a guy asking this about is that? A guy uh, I was like, that. I thought this was a girl asking about her friend. I'm like, it's kind of none of your business. But, yeah. um, guy, well, could 
This Confront is somebody- her. Raise the issue. Talk about it. Yeah. But you're, are you okay with it? If you're not okay with it, then you got to confront her and talk about it. Right. Ask her what she's not getting at home. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of Figure true. It it's kind of true. When you well, have... yeah, look at yourself in the mirror and say, like, am I, are there, have I been, not been engaged, available? Well, yeah, look at her first. To her. Then look at yourself in the mirror. Right, look just at her mean, first. approach yeah, it honestly, you know, like, then don't be, you know, everyone has their own issues too. So you can't just, like, say you're doing everything wrong. Right. You know, but. Yeah, like you guys. Yeah, you got to say something about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Don't be a beta. Not say anything and just let her flirt with this guy while she's at work. Uh, don't forget that you spend half your day at work. That's your second home. So if she's got a work husband, she's gonna have a, a second real life husband too. So mm -hmm. yeah, you say something and ask about that. And typically, it is uh, somebody fulfilling a characteristic that you don't have, which is a sad thing and it's not fun to have to deal with. Yeah. Um, but a discussion should be had. And most Trips. likely, this is not a good girl for you. Most likely. I can't yeah. say for certain. But yeah, you should talk about it. Yeah. It's curveball. What if he's gay? <laughs> <laughs> the work husband? Yeah. Or the oh. first husband. Well, then I think maybe that's fine. If the work husband is gay and it's just like, oh, that's my my work husband. If it's like my work husband or if it's my work husband, there's a big difference. Or your what? My work husband. <laughs> your what? I think Will needs to do that. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I still think you should probably have that conversation. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. All right. Anyways, moving on. Dear Will and Amala, I failed an exam terribly, which I thought I would clear. How do I deal with that stuff? And this is from, I don't know, Kershnvindend. <laughs> Thank you. It was really good. Any advice? I mean, I have. I, I don't know. I failed a lot of classes in college. Mm. Um, Did you fix it or no? No. Okay. But, you know, my <laughs> life is different than a lot of other people. But my advice for this for this would be is just do better on the next one. I had a lot of times in, in high school when, when I actually did well in school and I did poorly on a test or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I was going to do well on it, but I would just come back the next time and study harder and do better again. I mean, what, what are you going to do? You can't sulk on it. You can't dwell on it. You have to just do better the next time. Maybe go in for after school tutoring or, you know, talk to someone else about it, a friend, whatever the, it might be. You know, you just got to do better next time. The way in which you study is important too. So if you failed this test, get the test back, get all the questions back, get the questions that you got wrong back. Uh, and identify what are your strong points and what are your weak points. So I'm sure there's something that you did strong on and maybe you don't need to restudy that. Uh, and there's things that you didn't do as well on and you need to go back and just restudy that and, and think about it a little bit more clearly. But it's really important that you do pointed studying where you actually are attacking your weak points rather than trying to just cram all this information into your brain. Or just blame white supremacy for it and ask for a better That grade. too, unless you're white, then in that case. Blame the patriarchy. <laughs> come out as something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then blame that. <laughs> Taylor. Just, yeah, victimhood, you get a free pass. You yes. don't need to actually be good. Mm -hmm. No, we talked earlier about solutions and having a solutions-oriented mindset. And, you know, if you got a grade that's worse than what you expected, then that means that there's a problem with your test preparation mm -hmm. uh, method. And and so you need to look at where, like Amla was saying, where was the breakdown in this and in, in my process? Did I not spend enough time? Was I inefficient in how I studied? Do I need to get tutoring? Do I need to get better at test taking? You know, try to you know, f look at all the variables that contributed to what led to that surprise on your grade card and then start working on a solution and, and studying itself and test preparation itself is are skills that you can develop and they're muscles you can grow. So you are capable. You are. And so just uh, it's just a matter of looking at your approach and, and fixing it, finding where the breakdown happened and fix it because you can do it. Right. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is take the failing grade and be like, I can't do this. Yeah, Don't internalize it as a, as a reflection on yourself. Right. You know, never believe the lie that you're not capable of doing this. You can do yeah. it. 
Perfect. Next one. Dear Will and Amala. This one's from Connor Bittinger. Do you have any advice for long distance relationships? This is not my, uh, this is definitely not my wheelhouse. I do not do long distance relationships. I've done them. Just as a rule. So I cannot really answer this. I don't really want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Do you advise for long distance relationship? No, I don't. Taylor, do you advise a long distance relationship? You have some, you have... 50% 50% expertise in this, I would say. I don't know about that. I mean, anyways, um, look, it can work. It can. Mm-hmm. My my younger brother um, dated his now wife for four years while he was in Oklahoma and she was here in LA um, at USC. And they figured it out. They've saved up money, made trips, uh, spent as much time as they could together, spent a ton of time on the phone and FaceTime and all that. Um, it, it can work. Whether or not it's like advisable, I think is unique to every situation mm-hmm. and the people involved in the relationship. I don't think there's a blanket um, statement about it, but just know that it's going to come with you know its own set of challenges. But I would say try to take that as an opportunity to, okay, well, we can't physically be together and cuddle and all that stuff, but we can ha- exchange thoughts and ideas and, and try to figure out ways to go through books together or you know be thoughtful in how you're developing a relation, develop a deeper connection with that person and explore that side of things more. And if all that jives, then, then by the time you are able to be together again, then great. Um, but you know, it's not necessarily going to be easy and it does, you know, come with difficulties. And when you, I will say too, like you grow apart when there's, you're not talking about what you did every day and like, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, that, that connection is easier to sever, um, with distance. And so, you know, just be aware of that and, uh, you know, good luck. Yeah. It's a nuanced, uh, you have to really look at it in a nuanced way. How do you keep this relationship interesting? How do you make sure that you're both in each other's thoughts? How do you make sure that you're communicating properly? Because there's just an extra divide with the communication. So yeah, just always keep that in mind and think like, you know. Aragorn and Arwen did it, so you can too. (laughs) Think, have I made my girl aware of my presence? (laughs) So you can too. Yeah, and there's creative ways you can do it. You can still like send gifts to each other, just to your different places. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. Unless you think this girl is literally the one one of ones. Mm. You're gonna be better off finding someone who lives near you. I I'm dead serious. I, I like, it can work. Taylor was right. It can work. But the amount of money and time that you're gonna be spending, like you could be, you could be courting a girl who lives near you and going on dates and doing fun stuff with them in person, versus like someone who you might break up with, and you're spending tons of money, way more money than you would if they were there, even right. though they're not there. And it's like. Why why do that? I don't know. Unless you really think this person is the one. There are exceptions to the rule, I will say. Yes, but there, there also is a rule. There so. is a rule. Uh, last one. <laughs> Dear Will and Amala, once again, this person asked us this apparently when I overlooked it. But once again, I'm asking, how do I get my husband to grow a beard? He looks so much better. Katie Ellis, 12. Well, is Mr. Ellis, if you're listening, grow a beard, dude. Because no. your, your wife Mr. likes Ellis, it better. Mr. Ellis. Don't do it. No. Don't give in to what your don't wife wants that. just because she asked you to do it. Oh, no. You don't have to do it. That's a horrible answer. No, what do you mean? <laughs> if she does, if she, if she wants you to grow it, you don't have to do it just because she asked you to do it. No, If your it's wife not told you that. to jump off a cliff, would you jump <laughs> off a cliff? No. That is not synonymous. Honestly, it's like a lose-lose for him, too, because she's going to be less attracted to him. It's like, you know, you know how many girls told me I should shave the mustache? Every single person okay, on Instagram said thing. shave the mustache. You're not married to these people on Instagram. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 
I don't know. I feel like just because she wants you to do it doesn't mean you have to do it. What like, if they told you to grow the mustache? I wouldn't do it. I'd do <laughs> really? it out of spite. I'd be like, oh no, my I'm not going to Note to self, oh reverse psychology works yeah. very easily on Will. Yeah. yeah. No, you should tell him that he looks horrible with the beard. It's and something that can come and go. He can shave it off when he's done with it, but he could do it for her for like once if she's more attracted to that. Oh, yeah, he, should do it. he should do it to be sweet if he wants to. You, know? you tell right. her to do something. Yeah. What? Okay, sure. But I want you to look. It's to, fall. It's, I want you to grow your hair this way. You have to do it. Otherwise, you're not sweet. Oh, you're not going to do it. Not Why it. is that different? That's no, the exact same thing. If your, wife, totally if your wife's just like, oh, I just love your beard and it's attractive when you have it. If my if my wife, it's said hard that, to grow. I would just grow. Okay. Dude, I would just do it for her. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not saying it's like a you grow your beard right it. now. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But she's like, honey, you look really good when you have a beard. Well, she's saying, how do I get him to do it? Yeah. Like, how, how do, do I force? Like, him how do I encourage him now? No, suggest it nicely and say it'd be really attractive well, if you did this. Are you, is this happened to you before? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> and then he'll come back and say, oh, will you grow your hair out the way I like it? Well, sure. Okay, if it's a two-way street, then definitely. If it's a two-way street, then good. If, if I'm like with my husband and I'm like, honey, I wish you would grow a beard. It looks great on you. And he was like, well, I wish your braids were shorter. And I'd be like, okay, well, then I'll get the braids shorter next time. What do you mean? You're married to each other. Don't you want to be the most attractive person you can be for your spouse? That's just my question. It's hard. Right. It's definitely it's difficult. difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. Are there super and chats to get to, too? We have one super chat to get to, okay. which I will get to before okay. the end of the show. Now we're going to get into Monday memes. This is Will's choice. <laughs> I thought this was hysterical. I was cutting my this guts up. This is funny. On, on this one. We plan to cut all homeless people in half by 2025. <laughs> Grammar, <laughs> folks. Is this Grammar. real? I think this, so. It's real. I'm pretty no, sure it's, it's real. real. So it's in the UK? Yeah. We, we plan, to, plan cut. to cut all homeless people in half by 2025. That just sounds messy. You thought the tents were a mess. <laughs> you thought the poop on the street was a mess. Wait until we cut them in half. That's hilarious. Ugh. All right. Here's uh, Taylor's choice. Being anti-nuclear in the climate uh, equivalent is the climate climate equivalent. My goodness, of being an anti-vaxer changed my mind. Based. You wanna? I know you're you're very passionate about this nuclear thing i'm very pro rational responses to issues and the way that people who make the most noise about climate change and the crisis that we're in and it's an existential threat completely ignore the most obvious and effective solution that's right in front of us that is by the way safe we have a great video prageru.com about what's the deal with nuclear energy um, i could drop the link there in the in the comments but anyway i just thought that's a it's a very funny observation because these people don't really care about the issues that they claim to care about when you ignore the solution that's right in front of your freaking face. Right. right. It's so true. Although, yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to say anything else about the other subject of it. But last what? one. <laughs> no, never mind. Okay, the anti stuff. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, and then this is Will and I as Megan and Harry. <laughs> we look good. Speaking, we look of, speaking of betas. We definitely look <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, we put Will in the beta mail post. It's really interesting. I, it's almost disturbing, but also I, I love it. This is everyone's <laughs> favorite. The chat's going nuts. Yours is looks this? fairly real, I'm going to be honest. I, I know it Your does. Your skin tone. Mine, obviously, like my hands are, you know. Your much, head is really big. On, yeah, yeah. On, my head is too big, which makes sense. 
Maybe they did that on purpose. Yeah, maybe they maybe they did that on purpose. The world's I, most influential people. That's us. That is us. Yeah, and it thank says you. right at the bottom corner. You guys can share this also if you want to. You can go to Prager Force and find this graphic. It says in the bottom, Will and Amala live. 2.30 PST. Blanket social media in this image. I want to see it all over my Instagram. <laughs> yes, please. Put it everywhere. Please spam us with this image. Please. This, it's hilarious. It's like, I don't know if I love it or if I hate it, but. I love it. You love it? Yeah, of course I love it. It's very strong Why would stance. you hate it? Uh, we're Megan and Harry. Yeah, but our faces are different. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a beta pose. You love that? I just like the the... The symbolism. The art of it. That's a cute That's a cute bracelet you've got on. That is a cute bracelet. Bangles. Oh, oh, no. Got he's got a real one. bracelet. Oh, well, it's more yeah, accurate cool than bracelet. I thought. I bet Prince Harry wears anklets, too. He probably does. All betas do. My anklet, listen, I've had that anklet for what, a year and a half now? It's my favorite it's true. article accessory. <laughs> Well, guys, we got a, we've got a couple of super chats here that I'll read really quickly. One is from Ryan Sullivan and said, you shouldn't have a discussion of beta and alpha males without Rolo Tomasi on stream. I don't know who that is. I will look into that. Uh, and then Jeff Stewart says alpha male versus beta male is like Will with a mustache versus Will without a mustache. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Listen, I look like a 10 year old boy now. That's hilarious. Right? I looked like a straight up Hulk Hogan man and now i'm i'm looking like a penguin I was it was crazy it. how much younger and just different you looked without the stash that yeah, was I pretty know. wild it was wild it was wild if you guys missed that miss me being shaved i feel like i lost a friend Friday when show. you shaved it last week but then i feel like i got my old friend back so it's, yeah it's a bitter i've always day. been here <laughs> just hiding in plain sight <laughs> <laughs> I never left. Gosh. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, that is our show for today. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live at 2.30 PST, 5.30 Eastern. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Please leave us a five-star review to let us know that you love the show and let other people know that you love the show. Uh, in other news, Will and I are going to be hosting the Dennis Prager Radio Show tomorrow from 9 o'clock to noon, and you can access Pacific. that. Pacific. You can access that by uh, listening to KTLA, or you can go to the Dennis Prager Show on YouTube and listen to us. Also, guys, one more time, my book comes out tomorrow. It's the biggest thing I've ever done, okay? How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, Taking on Liberal Arguments with Logic and Humor, Your Guide to Changing Minds, Taking on the Liberal Mainstream Media, Taking on the Left of Your College or Your Work and Your Family, whatever it might be. This book gives you the tools to do that. The link for ordering this is in the description. We're trying to hit high numbers on Amazon, so get those pre-orders in by today, and then tomorrow the book comes out. And again... It would, mean, it would mean the world to me if you were to pre-order this book or, or buy it tomorrow when it comes out using the link. And, you know, if you already got one, get one for your friend, family member, girlfriend, brother, sister, uh, baby mama, whoever it is that would, that would use mama. the, that would need the book, okay? Baby I'm, mamas definitely need the book. I'm doing a, a benefit concert for Will's book tonight on my Instagram. It's called Music Mondays. <laughs> you guys Don't can... you do that every week anyways? <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. I actually do do it every week, but this one is going to be specifically for You can go live again? You got book. unbanned? I got unbanned from going live oh, on nice. Instagram. So... We're gonna do music Monday Thank you, Mark stream. I'm doing a 5K. For the book. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm not. I'm not doing it. But oh, yeah, I'll watch other people do it. Fair <laughs> enough. It's like the fun run with Michael Scott. Yeah. Where he's like eating me yeah. off right now. No, buy this book, and we're gonna give every book buy is one rabies vaccine <laughs> <laughs> for, for some downtrodden person with rabies. Okay, so we're here to help. I'll be fasting water in solidarity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How to win friends and influence enemies. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.